Welcome to the Occupational Safety Leadership Podcast, episode number 72. In this one, we're going to talk about the positive aspects of ISO 45001. In the previous episodes, we did a little um, introduction about ISO 45001. And like all things, of course, there has to be an upside to it. But also, like all things, there's also a downside, and it doesn't mean that it's a downside for safety, but we'll also discuss the downsides, the negative aspects, in episode number 73. But for today, let's just focus on the positive aspects. So let's just dive right in. So we'll do just a little recap for anybody else who missed a couple of the previous ones. So basically... ISO 45001 is an ISO standard that sets out an effective framework for occupational health and safety management system. So basically, like all things, it's going to uh, go on the Plan, Do, Check, Act. Uh, Many of us spend our whole life in the Plan, Do, Check, Act mode. We just don't actually break it down between the different cycles. We plan something. We do something. We check the results, and then we act on those results. Um... So we're also going to sit down and talk about how we're going to like um, look at the hazards in the workplace. How do you minimize those hazards? In an ideal world, we eliminate those hazards. Uh, so let's just dive right in and continue on the positive aspects here. This is just a list that I kind of sat down and, and came up when I talked to talked to a few folks who went this route. Then, so this doesn't mean that I'm capturing every every everyone, but these are going to be the um, aspects uh, that everybody across the board has has mentioned to me. So the first one is enhanced workplace safety. So right from the get-go, we're all safety professionals. That's why that we're here. That's why that we're listening to this podcast. Um, we do everything we can to look at hazards, minimize ideal world. We get rid of the hazards. Um, so how do we really sit down and do this? You know, And this is really a nice system. Because to me, we all have a system. It could be a very structured system like ISO 45001 where where you kind of control how you're going to do things as opposed to a fly, fly by the seat of your pants um, type management system where you're just responding uh, from incident to incident. The second one, it, it helps uh, with legal compliance because by sitting down and actually saying what does and what does not apply to us, what standards do, do we have to do, really helps us to kind of sit, sit down and say, ah, now, now we've really gone back and, and looked at all these things. So um, a little bit of my, my side work, I do some consulting, and a lot of times I'll go and I'll talk with people. And part of it, of course, is that they've inherited a system from somebody else. And it, it, it isn't even ISO 45001, but they're just trying to get their hands on so what do I even have in place? What operations am I focusing on? Because in an ideal world, we do everything we could. We never have an incident. But like all things, we want to look at the highest hazard things and work back. This really helps with the legal compliance aspect. The third thing, employee engagement. So uh, to me, I think this might be one of the, the um, greatest factors of ISO 45001 is input from the employees. So um, I'm a big person and I, I on um, having the people help us to do these things then. So I really believe that they are the experts. They know exactly where the hazards are. They know how to avoid them. 
they're a fantastic resource. I do everything I can to get as much employee engagement, involvement, whatever whatever word that you want to use out there. Um, I can write a fantastic SOP for my cube. Doesn't mean that it even reflects anything in responsibility and the way things are in the world. I just kind of think I've watched the operation. This is going to be good enough then. So these guys really know how to do this stuff. So get them them involved in any aspect of occupational safety. The fourth one, conti um, continuous improvement. Um, I'm doing things now and uh, uh, 30 years of doing safety that I never would have dreamt of in the uh, past because as I'm as I'm just knocking off things from a hazard um, from a severe hazard um, aspect then uh, other things are are now my top five things that I focus on out there um, so now I'm, I'm really getting I'm never going to say that I got a, I got a great system I'm never going to say perfect but what, what I'm going to say is it's really good I feel really good we don't have accidents injuries chemical spills never going to say perfect but that continuous improvement really helps us out it also helps us out because it means that management has to give us the okay that management commitment over and over again and not just a hey it's that time of year to get training done so for 30 days we'll sit down and focus on training and then we don't talk about safety for the rest of the year so we're always going back and looking at this Number five, increased organizational efficiencies. So by looking at the hazards, we're also saying, so if we have a downtime on equipment, that of course obviously leads to potential hazards too. So how do we not have downtime on equipment to of course then not have a potential hazard? So I think it really helps out by looking at that um, I do think that it enhances productivity and um, reduce cost. Um, I have a really hard time on sitting down and actually proving this because like many things with safety, how do you, how do you prove a um, negative? How do, you, how do you prove that because you didn't have an accident? Here is all the money that you saved and everything else. You can only historically look at things like... Um, accidents and injuries this is how much it cost you know so it, it's really hard to come up with a cost benefit for me i think it's there but if i have to really put it in math and put it in numbers uh i, I find it a really super hard sell um uh number six competitive advantage i do see where more and more companies want to go this route because they're trying to use it as a competitive advantage they want to enhance their um, things that reputation they want to also be known as somebody that when they have a workforce are doing everything they can to provide a safe and healthy work environment so does it mean perfect but they're doing everything that they can think of to really kind of sit down and address this and then finally, the last one, uh, I have found where um, it can easily just kind of weave into what you already have for ISO 9001, ISO 14001, um, environmental. And because you, if you've already had those other systems in place, it, it's not seen as this big scary animal. Uh, a lot of the systems do a great job of complementing each, each other. 
So uh, by enhancing one side, you're also enhancing the uh, other system. That is it for the positive aspects of ISO 45001. There's a whole lot of positive aspects. I came up with about 15 of them, and I kind of narrowed it down to seven because at one point we're, we're almost saying the same thing again, but from a different angle. So I think it's awesome and it's great, but like anything, I want people to see both sides of the coin. You know, never, never, never take my word and say, well, he said it's great. We got to go. We have to go forward. You always have to do what's right for you and your company. And you have to be the one that sells this. So I, um, for safety professionals, most of the time, this is a no brainer. But that doesn't mean that we can convince people in the, uh, the organization that this is the the path forward, the management system framework that we want to use to get an even better system so episode number 42 is complete i'd like to thank everybody for joining me today my name is dr david ayers thank you and have a safe day